Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wellness Mindset with Enolia and Danica. I'm Danica, and she's Enolia. I'm right here. <laughs> and I, my focus is mental and emotional wellness on the other side of grief, loss, abandonment, and rejection. And Enolia, why don't you tell our audience today what your focus is? My focus is to go deep. <laughs> and give you that <laughs> and to give you that that vision so that you can move the obstacles out of your way and fulfill your vision and your life's dreams. I do personal development and I help you bring the best version of yourself forward. So. Beautiful. And we both really do the same thing. When you said I help you to go deep. You know, I have a song for everything. So the song is deep and wide, deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. So <laughs> that song and a fountain flowing deep and wide. Today, we're going to be talking about crying is not a sign of weakness or failure. And, you know, the season that we're in right now and the work that both of us do, Enolia, we come into contact with clients who are doing a lot of crying. And, you know, when I work with clients, they're like, you know, I'm tired of crying. And I completely understand that place because I was in that place like several years ago. You know, I experienced so much grief and loss in my life, so much heartache and heartbreak in my life. And it was just like, you know what? I am so sick and tired of crying. I don't want to cry anymore. But one of the things that I didn't realize is that crying was necessary for me to release and, and, and let go of all of that stuff. And I've since come to understand that tears are the soul's way of cleansing. What do you feel about that? I think you're exactly right, um, especially during the holiday seasons, okay? There are many people who, yes, they are enjoying their families, having a good time and, 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 and just engaging, but there are a lot of people are alone. There are a lot of people who don't have families to engage in, are by themselves, and, you know, when it comes to holiday seasons, it's a hard time for them. They had loved ones, like you said, or just that they're living alone and they don't have a place to go. And they're sitting there celebrating self mm -hmm. and in that place where the tears are released and the loneliness is felt. Yeah. And yeah. you're absolutely right. It is a way of cleansing. Mm -hmm. But even on the other side of that, you know, as we talk about reasons why people cry, sometimes you can be frustrated and you know exactly what you want to achieve and you cry out of the frustration of feeling like you can't accomplish exactly what it is that you want to accomplish. You have the strength, you have the wherewithal, you know what you want to do, you know what you want to accomplish, mm -hmm. but yet there's still that, that block or that challenge that doesn't let you do that or the frustration of feeling disempowered. Mm. Disempowered because you want to move through a situation and you feel that you've 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 tried everything to move through that situation. Yeah. And and something has you locked and you can't figure out how to move through the story and your frustration it isn't of a a, a a a a depression but it's a frustration that basically says, "Oh, I want to get through here and the tears come streaming down because you can't seem to get that edge that you want or yeah. that push you want." So that release is so important and it comes in so many different ways. It is so important, you know, because energy, emotion is energy in motion, right? And mm -hmm. so the energy has to move, you know, and everything is energy. Everything is energy. Yes. And if you, can, if you can look at things in terms of energy, frequency, vibration, you can take the sting out of the story and sit down and really analyze within yourself what is going on here. Right. And a lot of times why people don't like to cry or feel uncomfortable with crying, because a lot of people want to numb pain. They want to dumb pain down. They don't want to acknowledge the pain. They don't want to talk about the pain. They want to pretend like there is no pain. But you're not serving yourself at, at the optimal level. 
when you do that because those feelings are real for you. Your feelings are real for you. Your thoughts are real for you. And so, you know, our podcast is the wellness mindset. And yes. your reality is an, is an extension of your perception, your belief, your thoughts. It's so funny because I was in the gym um, earlier this morning and I saw this man and he was like struggling. You know, we were doing the spin class and he was struggling during the stretching time. Right. And I was telling him, I said, you, you, you need to stretch. That's the reason why you're not moving the way that you are. And he was like, well, you know, it's my age. And I said, listen, I said, age is a number and old is a mindset. Right. So everything is a mindset, but your experience is going to be as a result of whatever you think about it. So, you know, I know this this topic that we're talking about today is really a struggle for a lot of men. Because men have been taught not to cry. Not to cry. It's a sign of weakness. You don't show yes. your feelings or your emotions, right? And then on the flip side of that, we have a lot of women who are operating in masculine energy because they, yes. you know, they're protector, they're provider. They don't, you know, the father has left their single mother, you know, they're, they're trying to get everything done. They don't feel like they're supported by their partner. And so you just go and go and go in like the energizer bunny. But eventually that power it's going to run out. That motivation is going to run out. Everything is going to feel like it's overflowing when you're not releasing your emotion. It eventually gets to a place where it's like a volcano and it's going to erupt. And, you know, you have sometimes, I don't know if you've ever worked with a client like this, you know, but people who just cry and cry and cry and cry and can't stop crying and don't even know why they're crying. It's just like a floodgate is coming yes. out. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that it's a release that's deep-seated and needed, and it started so, 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 so deep, the trauma, that the release has just been waiting to have the opportunity to come out, and that's why that takes place. We hide behind the facade of strength. What is strength? What is strength? It is a judgment characterized that people project on you to say, oh, well, you must not be strong. What, what does that mean? You must not be strong. Are you dealing with the situation? Are you moving through the situation? Are you dealing with the reality the situation brings or the impact mm -hmm. that it brings? And if you're going through all of the motions that deal with the situation, move through the impact, moving through the story as best as you can, then you're strong. You're dealing with the situation. Now, who said that you're not able to move through this, 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 this scenario without emotion? You know, and it goes all the way back to those belief systems. Children are to be seen and not heard. Don't cry. That you know, everybody will think you're 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 a wimp. That that we can't release. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. comes from belief systems. That comes like from it. belief systems across um, the board. Yes, and I like what you said there. And let's talk about that part. You said as children, you're told not to cry. So the minute you fall down, you have pain. You know, something happens, you feel sad about it and you start crying. And the first thing that adults tell a child, shh, 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 stop crying, stop crying. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. So it is, it's an ingrained belief. Uh, it's an ingrained conditioned yes. belief system, right? But the reason why they really don't want you to cry is because it's making them feel uncomfortable or it's taken away from what they need to do right at that point right or they don't want to hear the noise they don't want to pause and be bothered with the noise or they want you to get over your hurt or your pain and then saying don't cry is the way to, to get over your hurt and your pain but what's wrong with just letting a child cry they you cry know, they get tired i watched this powerful uh instagram post the other day and and then it disappeared and I couldn't find it back because I didn't make note of whose Instagram post it was. But it was such okay. a powerful moment. It was between a father and his son. Mm -hmm. And the son apparently had hit an uncle. And then he was chastised for it, right? For hitting the uncle. But the little boy was crying. And what the father was saying to him, it's okay. You can cry. You, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to hurt. You can cry, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you're feeling right now. You know, you hit your uncle. That's not okay. Would it be okay for your uncle to hit you? Do you feel like if your uncle hit you, it would hurt you? And they had this real dialogue. And I was like, yes, yeah. dad, high five. Yeah. It was so 
freaking powerful. But his message to his son ultimately was, it's okay for you to be angry. It's okay for you to be sad. It's okay for you to cry. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about what's going on. And, you know, this is one of the things that I really wish more parents would do. Yes. With their children. And I like what you said, because what it wasn't okay to do is to take your frustration out on somebody else by being physical. And, you know, this is really important that this was said because a lot of men, some women, destroy things in order to get out that release and that pain. They're destructive, whether it's, you know, knocking down posts or, or, or putting a hole through the wall with their fists or they have this rage, this release that they haven't been able to release. It builds and builds and builds and then they need to physically take it out because there's been no verbal conversation. There's been no release. There's been nothing that allows those sentiments and that feeling to come out. And this is important. You, you make yeah. a beautiful point right there. And because the energy has to move. And if you yes. don't give it an he a healthy outlet in which to move, it is going to find an unhealthy outlet oh. in which yes. to move. And so it's really important that people understand your emotion has to be processed. And crying is a way of processing the emotion, but it's also a way of releasing it. It's also a way of creating space for something to come in, you know, because it's okay to be angry. That's an emotion. It's okay to be sad. That's an emotion. Frustrated, happy, joyful. These are all emotions that we're all going to experience in our humanness in this lifetime. But learning, like you said, Enolia, how to process it in a healthy way, because, you know, you're talking about punching the walls. But plenty of people have been punched in their face. Yes. Plenty of people have absolutely. been killed because of somebody's unmanaged and unhealthy expression of emotion. Yes. Yes. And those of you who have children who have this expression of unhealthy emotion, you know, direct it in a positive way. There are physical ways to direct it. This is why you have sports and activities. You have things like karate that gives you a discipline, but yet it gives you strength and physicality so that it can be expressed. It can be expressed in the physical exercise. You know, um, there are very healthy ways to express emotion. But yeah. the key is, is to give the child or give yourself or give the other adult permission to cry. Yes. And when I say permission, it's not like, oh, can I have permission to cry? But it's like, create a space that affords the person the opportunity to shed tears without judgment, without an attachment to anything, without a, a story that has to be all about it. Mm -hmm. Let go of the story, let go of the judgment, you know, and allow them that space and hold the space. And when I say hold the space, that means that if that person is having that moment, they don't need to be hugged. They don't need, sometimes they just wanna have that moment, let them have that moment. If they want to be hugged or something, affection in the midst of that, they will reach for you. Yes. Let them have their moment and hold the space by not allowing anyone to interrupt it. I, I love what you said. Let them have their moment, right? As, as you were speaking just now, it brought back to mind when my sister passed in 1999. And mm. I had a lot of emotion. I, I was angry. I was sad. I was hurt. I was devastated. I was, you know, I was confused. There was like so many things with her death. And I remember one day, so I like what you said, you don't have to talk. Like sometimes no. you shut the hell up. Like people yes. don't want to hear yes. your story when they're processing their pain. And I remember, you know, like all these people were coming over to the house and, you know, and, and like in the islands, you know, people come and they come for food. Cause usually when someone dies, you know, you yes. cook up food and they come to eat your food yes. and you know, they have all yes. this story. And I was just, I was pissed. Like I just, yeah. I didn't have the capacity for all of this stuff. And I remember one day, you know, all these people were in my house and I looked around, I was like, what the hell? Like, why the hell? And I ran outside 
and I laid on my car and I was crying. And it just felt like a whole bunch of people laid on top of me. And I remember standing up in the yard and just screaming and screaming and screaming. And thankfully, I had some good friends there. They were like, come, let's go. They put me in the car. They drove me, you know, to the other end of the island. They didn't say anything. They saw that I just needed to escape. And I, I laid in the back seat and I just cried and I cried. And I remember there was someone who was telling me about her sister and her sister dying. I said, I don't give a shit about your sister. I don't, I don't want to hear about your sister. You know, right. so I love how you said that sometimes just hold space for people. Let them know that this is a safe space for them to just be whatever they need to be in that moment, crying, screaming, cursing, breaking things. You know, I have a, a very good friend here in Texas and on the other side of her daughter's suicide, she experienced a lot of rage. Like she just didn't know how to process this pain. And she has recently opened up a rage and release room. Right. And so the rage stands for rising against giant eruptions. And she said she had to open up this space because she was breaking everything in her house. <laughs> she realized that's she needed so important. Yes. And I can't even begin to express how important it is. And I'm going to emphasize this again. Be quiet. Keep your mouth shut. Let the awkward science be silence be there. If the person wants to speak, listen. Don't engage, don't commiserate, just listen. Just listen, Yeah. hold yeah. the space because they don't wanna hear your opinion. They don't want commiseration. They don't even want the tissue. Leave the tissues aside, let the face be snotty. It's okay, it's one time, you know? Leave yeah. it alone, yeah. leave them alone and just let them go through the iterations of the release. And when they want to engage you, they will engage you. Yeah, yeah. When they want you to listen, they will talk. They will talk in such a way that it's not about saying, well, what do you think? Because when, when someone says, well, what do you think? Or they ask a question, then they're inviting you into the conversation. That's a different story. But most of the time, what it is is that we want to feel awkward about it. Oh, well, nothing's been said for a little while. Maybe I should say something. I got to find something to say. Well, will I say this? Well, I'll just try and say this. Boom. And it's like, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And, and, let them, and let them cry. Don't and tell them that it's okay. It's going to be okay. No, it's not okay. It's not okay in that moment. And it's okay for it not to be okay. okay. Things are not okay all the time. We're going to have those experiences in life. Don't tell them that they need to be strong. They don't feel strong because in that moment, you're making them feel bad for having a human moment. You know, this is one of the things that I've learned to communicate because as a life coach, you know, as a soul therapist, you know, you, you feel this need to be strong for everybody else, right? It's something right. that we take on, you yes. know, it's something we take yes. on. Yes, and we I, do. I've learned to say, listen, I need a human moment. Yes, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. I need a human moment, human moment. right yes. now. Yes. And I need you to respect and honor and support me in my human moment. So the other side of that is... When you are experiencing things, you have to learn to ask for what you want. You have to learn to ask for what you need. So here, in the first part, we were talking about people giving people the space to cry. But right. someone who needs to cry, someone who is feeling the pain, the emotion, the heartbreak, the anger, the rage, you have to learn to ask for what you need as well. Yes. Because... You know, one of the things I remember happening when my sister died, you know, I'm this very jovial, funny, you know me, lighthearted, supportive yeah. person. And when my sister died, I became a totally different person. I was angry. I was hurt. I had three children. I had a, a, a half sister who died 11 months before. My mother is breaking down. My father is breaking down. I don't freaking know how to process this for myself and feeling this need to be there for everybody else, right? But I had, to, I had to learn to give myself permission to be okay with my anger, to be okay with my rage, to be okay with my crying. And I remember a cousin of mine said to me, she said, you know, everybody is talking about how, 
you know, angry you are and, 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 and they don't even feel like they can talk to you. I said, I don't give a about what other people said. I was like, how dare you come to me with that? I said, right now, I just need to be left up alone. Can I please have my process? So people will judge you and people will feel that you should move through whatever. That's not your business. You have to learn how to ask for what you need and want. And the other side of that, for those of the people who feel that they're giving comfort, you know, if you know that you can't handle emotion and you know that you feel too awkward and too this and too that to deal with somebody who's that, then don't do it. Please stop putting yourself in that situation where you've, you, you're, you're in the middle of it and you feel like you need to say something and whatnot and you know you can't hold space. Exit. Exit. You know what? It's okay to say, I don't do this well, so I'm going to wait a little while before I see them. And I'll let them know, I'm so sorry. I will catch up to you. I'm going to give you your space. I'm not going to be there. Right. You know? Right. Give them their Because sometimes you do worse by being there and not being able to hold the space and not being able to just be quiet and let the person go through their process. So yes, on the other side of that, you have to ask what you want because if somebody comes creeping around and basically saying, oh, let me do this, let me do that, and you wanna say back off, you gotta say back off. Because what happens is if you hold that, then it capitalizes, it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until you have a a rage instead of an exit of, of sadness. Mm-hmm. And the rage is uncontrollable because you've allowed and afforded that emotion to just keep building up and didn't say anything and didn't say anything. And then it just needs to exit all at once. And, and that's a bomb. Yeah. And in that, you made a good point in that for the people who are uncomfortable with emotion, for those who are uncomfortable with seeing people, excuse me, express their emotion and, and, and being in a space where people are being emotional. I want to challenge you to ask yourself the question, why am I uncomfortable with this? Yes. Why am I feeling in this moment, recognizing all this pain that this person is dealing with or whatever it is that they're dealing with that I might not even know, but I can see the emotion. Why am I so uncomfortable? Why do I feel a need to make everything okay? Why am I not able to honor the fact that they are not okay and that's okay? You know, like my eldest daughter, she's very uncomfortable with emotion and she has acknowledged that. So we, you know, we've been doing work around that for years and, and it's something that she's come in. It's a past life experience that she's come in with. So a lot of times what you're dealing with in this lifetime is not even a result of what's happened in this lifetime. You could be dealing with some soul memories from past lifetimes, right? But sitting with yourself and asking the question, why am I uncomfortable with this? You know, because when my mother was killed in a car accident, like 11 years after my sister, you know, and my daughter really recognized in that time because she was younger when my sister was killed, man, I'm not comfortable with people crying. Why? And so, you know, we've been able to uncover some things with her, but you have to ask yourself that question. If you are one of those people that feels that someone is weak or failing when they cry, sit down with yourself and ask, why do I have that mindset? Yeah, it's really important. And, you know, I'm going to go back to the belief systems and how people process and handle death. Because, see, my mother was a registered nurse. She worked in the incarnary unit. So she dealt with a lot of pacemakers. So she dealt with a lot of people dying constantly. And, you know, if you if there's said to be a healthy attitude towards it, she had it. She would come home, she would talk to the stories, and then what she would impress upon us is the beautiful lives that people had left, led and the different stories that they had and the legacies that they left and how important those legacies were to them. And what they what you know they went through to ensure that they, the recapitulation happened, that they resolved their relationships, that they spoke to the people that they wanted to speak to. So another thing that I, I would say is that if you're dealing with it and you're uncomfortable, look at the person. Stop looking at the situation only mm-hmm. and, and really look at the individual and the person and what they brought to the table and who they were. That is really important also, yeah. you know? 
as that, we that, deal with the, the, the completeness of our emotions. Yeah. And so, so we're talking, so that's specifically to death, right? But when yeah. you, you know, crying comes with grief, you know, oh, crying yes. comes with, crying comes with losing something. And so, yes. you know, you might feel a failure or like you're a failure if a relationship ended, right? And it might be a relationship that was broken, busted, and disgusted from the time you entered into it. And then your right. body and your soul and your spirit finally ran its course or the person's body, spirit, yes. and soul ran its course, right? <laughs> and so like a lot of times people on the other side of, you know, that kind of loss in relationship, you know, feel like they failed or there's some emotion there. You know, maybe you were cheated on, maybe yeah. you were abused. Um, and so you're holding this anger and for you, it feels stronger to be angry than to be sad. But the truth is, whenever we lose something, you know, grief is connected to a major loss and that yeah. can be anything. Whenever we lose something, there is a feeling that accompanies that, right? And again, like I said, you can choose to give yourself permission to process that feeling as you need to in a healthy way. Because again, if you don't process or don't allow the energy to move in a healthy way, it will find an unhealthy way to move yeah. because emotion, energy in motion has to move. It's, it's yes. like, y'all know I like to talk about shit, right? And when I talk <laughs> about shit, I talk about shame, hurt, insecurities, and triggers. But can you imagine? And, and many of you here might be able to relate to this story. When your body is not able to release the poop the way that it needs to come out, and then you're constipated. And so you're congested in your colon. And even though it's not coming out, there is a lot of pain that is accompanying that not being able to come out. And you can't keep it in. So you're either going to take some laxative or you're going to find... They say warm apple juice. That does work, you know, okay. or, or, or an enema or something because you know that cannot stay in your body. That is not serving you. That's the same way pain unprocessed yes. will affect you physically. Yes, it will. And not even the hesitation to say that it won't. And you sit there and you wonder why your life is formed the way that it has, that you, you know, some people, it shows up in different ways. It shows up being lost. I'm lost. I just don't feel like I, I know what I want. Other people, it's self-worth. I'm not worth anything. Where, what, you know, like my self-worth is gone because I had this trauma, you know, that made me feel belittled and that, that tested my self-worth. And because I participated in that trauma, I must be worthless. It shows up that way. And then again, what is the trigger? What is the release? It's the crying. It's the crying. It all comes out in the wash. You cannot hide from pain. Yes. You cannot hide from pain. You have to confront it at some point in your life or you live a life of pain. Yeah. And still in the end, you're still dealing with that trauma before. Yeah. And if you can, so see, if you can see crying as, as a way of cleansing, the same way shitting, pooping, stooling, nannying is a way of cleansing the body. Then you can approach it in a healthy way as well. You cannot deny the pain because that's something that you're feeling and you should not because when you do that, you're dishonoring yourself. You're not failing at something. You're not weak, right? All of these experiences that we have in life, they serve the journey of your soul. I'm a firm believer Tell me what y'all think about this in the comment section. I am a firm believer that on the soul plane, before we incarnated in this human form, we set our life up a particular way because our soul is on a journey of evolution. Yes. Growth requires different things in different scenarios. And I firmly believe that we set everything up on the soul plane before we came here of what we're going to process, including our relationships, including our experiences, our situations, our circumstances. And it's all designed to help us to grow. It's all designed to help us to evolve. It's all designed to assist us in being the greatest, most loving 
version of ourself. So when I allow you to cry, when I'm there to support you, when I create a space for you to feel safe, I am expressing love to you. And I don't need to know you to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to pause here and on checking the time. And, and this is the time that we'd like to invite the studio audience. Um, we will be happy to engage any questions, any thoughts, have a conversation back and forth. So please feel free to fill out that chat box and uh, send us your questions or send us your thoughts as we continue our conversation on this really, really powerful subject. Yeah. So you're absolutely right about that. Um, we have a soul's calling. And that soul's calling is something that we, when we have our human experience, tend to ignore. We tend to ignore, which builds on the emotion, which builds on the breakdown, which builds on the release because we have the soul's calling. We know what we're supposed to do. Sometimes we feel trapped in our situations. That's another reason why the frustration happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and we're not honoring that soul's calling. I, I think you're right. We have an understanding of why we are here, what we are here, if we're really, really reflecting inward. And we have that understanding. And the, the, we come to this crossroads of, are we going to honor what our soul is calling for right. or are we going to ignore it? So I'm going to pause here and let's read uh, Janie's question. Okay. How do you get rid of the residual pain from negative experiences that show up even when you think you have already let go? Ooh, I love that question because that's the T in my too. that's the T in my shit, Joni. That's the T. <laughs> it's, it's the triggers. And triggers show you what you're not completely free and healed and clear from. Right. But again, I love my shit analogy. Y'all don't judge me. Just love me because um, I'm going to talk about <laughs> it, whether you like it or feel. But that's the thing. People are uncomfortable with shit. Right. So they don't even want to talk right. about it. But the thing is, you know, the same way you poop every day, hopefully, if you healthy, if you're having a healthy elimination, you are pooping every day. So you decide to clean your toilet today. That does not mean that your toilet does not need to be cleaned in a couple of days because there is residue. So I love how Joni said the residual pain from negative experiences, because depending on the experience, that pain is not going to go away right away. There is there's residual pain. There's residual negativity. There's the triggers. But every time you're triggered with something, it's an opportunity for you to clean again. It's an opportunity yes. for you to face it and say, OK, What's really happening? What am I holding on to? What do I need to release? What do I need to, I say it like this way, cleanse, clear, and delete. Yes. Cleanse, clear, and delete, right? What, what is my soul telling me right now that I need to confront? And it's okay to confront it. And you know, Enola, you said earlier, you know, that we know, but a lot of people don't know. Yeah, There's a lot of people true. that they don't that's know, true. they're not aware but you feel it in your body. Yes. You feel that something is off. It's like when you are sick and you need to go to the doctor, you feel like something is off in your body. Now it's up to you what you do with that feeling, whether yes. you ignore it or whether you address it, whether you ignore it or whether you address it. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back of the room, whether you <laughs> ignore it or whether you address it. And I want to talk about that process of what it is to cleanse sometimes. Sometimes we need to step back, look at the situation, and forgive ourselves in the situation. You have to forgive yourself. It doesn't matter whose fault it was. It doesn't matter. Circumstance happens. It is the human condition that wants to place blame, judgment, and everything else. So when you are in that situation, not only do you forgive yourself, but you forgive those who did harm to you and forgive harm. You forgive yourself for the harm that may have been caused by to, to others. Right. But for me, what happens is that we go through this process, right? We go through this process and we forgive ourselves and we said, okay, I did it. And we did it. What once? No, 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 that doesn't work. Okay. So my process is that I say that I forgive myself every day. 
every single day. And how do I know when I've worked through the pain? I know that I've worked through the pain when I can talk about the situation and not feel that that rush of emotion coming up and coming and surfacing forward because I haven't gotten over it yet. If I can talk about the situation without the emotion in it, and I can talk about it matter-of-factly, then I know that I've gotten rid of all of the residual yeah. negativity around it. Yeah. And I'm gonna say it again, I forgive myself and I forgive those who were involved in it, or I forgive myself and I forgive the impact that I may have had to others if that was the situation, but the forgiveness, let it go, because forgiveness is freedom. It's the freedom, it's the process. What did you say? Cleanse, clear, and delete. You have to cleanse, clear, and delete. You, you forgive and you lift the veil. You lift the veil of the pain. You lift the veil of how that pain is molding the rest of your life if you don't let it go. Yes, yes. Because you will mold your life and you will act based on as if the pain exists everywhere you go. Yes. Absolutely. And you gotta live it. You Absolutely. have to live it. And you said the human condition. Yes. Right? I want to speak to the spiritual beings who are on here who recognize that you are a spiritual being having a human experience. Because yes, there's a lot of people who are flowing in their humanness and that's their evolution. That's their process. But to the spiritual beings who are aware that you're having a human experience, I want to encourage you, stop giving more power to your humanness than you do to the spiritual, powerful, divine aspect of who you are. Because the human aspect of who you are it's, it's, it's limited. There's, there's restrictions there. The spiritual aspect of who you are, there, there are, there are no boundaries to that. Right. And so, exactly. you know, I, I feel some kind of way I'm a spirit when I hear people say I'm only human because in that declaration, you are really discounting the divine aspect of who you are. Now I'm all about the divine y'all. Right. And I mm -hmm. want to encourage you you know what you know what it's like. Think of the spiritual aspect of who you are as the grown up, the human aspect of who you are as the child. There you go. Don't give all of your power to the little baby. And for, those who, and for those <laughs> of you who are on here now listening to this and you getting a little attitude by this, maybe your soul and your spirit is telling you it's time for you to grow up, right? Because that mm -hmm. place of humanness. Let's be real, y'all. That's the place of excuses. Yes, but it people is. People who are in that place of excuses, y'all want some real results, but you can have excuses or results. You cannot have them both. And there's a time in your life where you need to, like, you know, you said, forgive yourself first because you will never be able to forgive me if you can't forgive you. And when we talk about relationships of heartbreaking, this is something that I had to come face to face with because, you know, I've been married twice and you know you feel like you've been wronged in the relationship and i had to have sit down have a come to jesus come to buddha come to mary magdalene and all of them conversation with myself and say danica nobody put a gun to your head for you to be in these relationships you chose to be in these relationships now you can either be a victim to what was done to you or you can learn the lesson so you can be victorious on the other side of this and in a place of consciousness and awareness create the relationship not only that you desire girl but that you deserve Yes, that that's how I deserve. talk to myself. That you deserve. Yes. Absolutely, deserve. absolutely. Oh, I love it. So crying is not a sign of weakness. Crying is not a sign of failure. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself multiple times. You know, and I just want to emphasize, you know, that pain may have come overnight, but forgiveness is not overnight. It never has been. Forgiveness takes time. Take the time to have the forgiveness. Take the time to allow yourself or allow that human condition part of yourself to be able to get over itself and stop using justifications of why I should stay angry, why I should stay in rage, why I should um, hold the grudge. Because mm -hmm. those are things that we created as human beings. Those things don't exist, not in the sacred space. So that is absolutely essential to understand in the midst of all of it. Yeah. And, in, and it. in holding those things, you're damaging yourself. In holding exactly. the unforgiveness, you're damaging yourself. In holding the rage and anger, you're damaging yourself. In holding the sadness and the heartbreak, you're damaging yourself. Learn the lessons that these experiences that created these emotions have come to teach you so that you can grow up, man. You can grow up. 
You can grow up because children are beautiful. They cute, they funny, they entertaining, but they're limited in what they can do. I don't want a child driving my car. I don't want a child managing my house. And I definitely do not want a child handling my money, right? So you have to look at it in terms of human spirit. Do I want to be only human? Or do I want to be the greatest and highest version of myself? That requires for you to sit with yourself and confront your truth. And you know, and that's another problem. People have a difficulty with the word con confrontation. Confronting is simply addressing. Confronting is simply addressing. Addressing, addressing, and being honest with yourself and, and, and taking away the facades. Look in that mirror and turn around and say, how do I lie to myself and stop lying? Stop lying. And you know, people don't understand the power of not lying to yourself. Because when you can learn to accept the totality of who you are, nobody can hurt you. Nobody can hurt you. Well, Linolia, you were pretty angry that, yeah, I get angry. Yeah, so what's your point? What's your point? Talk to me, honey, because I already know that about myself. I looked in the mirror. I know I get angry, right? Well, I know you can be pretty sarcastic or you are pretty insecure about, yeah, I can, I can be sarcastic sometimes. Yeah, I can be insecurity, but don't mistake that as a weakness, honey. I know how to self-correct. So what is your point here? Are you trying to say something to me? Talk to me. Don't talk about me. I'm right here. And see, the thing about it is that we want to go off on these tangents. Somebody said something about us, and that's the whole point. It's the distraction. Yeah. It's the distraction to, to, to hide the point. And if you can keep your peace and your calm and your self in the midst of someone trying to do the distraction, then you can cut through the bullshit that right. <laughs> you that's always right. talk about. And sit there and go, so what's really your agenda? What are you really trying to say right. to me? Because really, the bottom line is, duh, 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 duh. let me mirror it back to you. You're really talking about you. You're not talking about me. You're just trying to trigger me to hide you. You're trying the, to trigger me to hide The you. projection, right? And the truth is this. You, you can never lie to me without you lying to yourself. Baby, that lie got to pass through you before it could ever get to me. So you are lying to yourself. You're dishonoring yourself with lies before you ever can affect me with your lies. Like Michael Jackson said, I'm starting with the man <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> exactly. You, it's, it's all about Don't you. Don't begin to change his ways. <laughs> because it's all about you. Everything regarding your life. Is all about you. You. Your relationships are all about you. Your experiences are all about you. Your thoughts, your belief systems. All your, about your you. issues, your shit is all about you. Yes. And yes, it might have been created by something external to you. Okay. But it was created by something external to you because you, the greater aspect of you needs to get the lesson from that experience. So if you can learn to stop focusing, stop giving so much power to the person, the situation, the story, then you give yourself an opportunity first, like Enoya said, to be truthful and honest with yourself. Learn to tell yourself the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help you God, okay? You can That's be honest with yourself. And then you can move through your shit unapologetically. You don't have to be ashamed because guess what? You got shit. I got shit. You know, you got shit. Everybody got shit the same way we all shit. It is a natural part of the life experience the same way that it is a natural part of the body. There you go. There you go. I want to open it up to one last question. We can take one more before the show ends. And if it's not there, then we'll just say our last word. So I'll just give it a moment for that. So if you had tips for anybody out there about the crying and the release, what would that be, Danica? Hmm. Honor yourself by being honest about what you feel. And if crying is an extension of those feelings, then give your body and your soul the opportunity to release it. 
See, because everything is not meant to be stored in your body. Our body is limited in, in its capacity, right? You have to give yourself the opportunity to release. And if you know you did something and that's why you're crying, forgive yourself. If somebody did something to you and that's why you're crying, forgive them with the intention I to so move through. Agree. I so agree. And I would say, listen to your soul's calling. Let your heart do the leading. Act on behalf of what your heart tells you to do, regardless of what anybody else says. Mm. Know your self-worth. Look in the mirror and do not lie to yourself. Be true to self. Repeat the process of forgiveness over and over and over again until you can talk through that story and move through the story of pain. Set the intention. It may be years. It doesn't matter. Set the intention to move through that story of pain. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you said, let your heart do the leading. And I would add to that, let love lead you. Yes. Let love lead you because love ain't gonna never steer you wrong. And, and, and it's a lie that some people are not worthy of your love. Everybody is worthy of love. Everybody deserves love. Everybody. Now, maybe some people ain't worthy of your trust. <laughs> maybe some yes. people are not worthy of having access to your sacred space. But everybody is worthy of love because that's the highest. Woo, come on, true spirit. That's the that's highest the aspect of who you are. The love and if, factor. And if they trigger you, it's probably because they're lacking the love and they need it. Mm. Joni asking a question. You got to read that in order because Sarah, I ain't got all my readers. I can't see that little fine print no, on this phone. No problem at all, JD. Thank you for asking another question. Can you share a tip on how to not allow abusive people not to have power over you? Think you just answered my question. Oh, I got that. I got that. Look, look, go ahead. Okay, sweet, we, we can both chime simple, in. Sweet and simple, and then in order you can give you the extended version. <laughs> no that you deserve better, know that you deserve the best, know that you deserve to be treated in a loving way and you will not allow people to abuse you. There you go, there you go. I couldn't have said it better. And then don't allow your victim to lead because your victim will be the doormat. Draw in from your heart. Find that confident woman. And the confident woman will just not accept that story. And it doesn't mean that you have to be boisterous or aggressive. Sometimes, girl, silence is so powerful. And you can look a person up and down and say, were you really talking to me? And walk away. And then sometimes, sometimes you don't need to say nothing. Sometimes you can just walk away walk away right and let them feel like a fool like you weren't talking to me so again call on yourself call on your most confident person because if you feel that they're aggressive and you feel that they're abusive the child is who shows up yeah and that's the one who takes it yeah and i would say to, i would say to joni too know what you desire so that you can know what you deserve Know what yeah. you desire. Because see, most people focus on what they don't want rather than what they do. So know what you desire so that you and can know deserve. what you deserve. And I say it this way. If you desire it, you deserve it. And if you deserve it, then that means you can have it. And that might require you holding out until you get what you deserve. That might require you being more discerning so that you're not fooled by the sheep and the, the 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 wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Because again, it's all about you. Because nobody does anything to us. The truth is that no one does anything to us. You either allow it or you don't. And if someone is doing something to you, if you're continually the recipient of abusive behavior, baby, and I'm not just talking to Joni, I'm talking to everybody. 
Everyone. You are allowing yeah, that to happen. And if you created it, the powerful thing in that is that you get to recreate it. You get to create something different. If you don't like what your life is, is bringing to you, you get to choose to create a different experience in your life. And if you it's need so any help with that, <laughs> you, can, you can reach me at www.danikacaruthers.com or send me an email, danika at danikacaruthers.com. And Enolia, how can they reach you? Enolia.live, www.enolia.live. And, and what you're saying is so, so important because life is nothing but decisions. And you have to look at the decision that you made that led you to that, that scenario. And you need to step out of that and you need to make a different decision, girl. And the whole thing is you have to bring that best version of you, that, that confident woman in you to say, I deserve better to make a different decision, to move yourself out. Yep. To understand that you will be provided for in every way when you make that decision and don't use those blocks as justifications to stay in a scenario that does not serve you. Yep. So yes, we, we can get deep on this one. <laughs> and I say it this way, you got to own the shit, to disown the shit, shame, hurt, insecurities, and triggers, and you got to face the shit to erase the shit. Shame, hurt, insecurities, and triggers. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for joining us for another show. I am so grateful to be here. Danica, thank you for your wisdom. Grateful to have you. You wanna say a little something right before we go? Well, Joni just said, and I love that Joni. Thank you, that, that was a very powerful comment. Joni just said, I stepped out of it and now I'm sweeping up the mess. And you gotta understand, right. sometimes you got, some, there's some residue sometimes you step out of it and, and things come up and you be like, oh, got to clean that, got to clear that, got to cancel that, got to delete that. Excellent. Right? Perfect. And, and give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. I love that, Joni. Kudos to you. She said, I stepped out of it and now I'm sweeping up the mess. Excellent. Excellent. And stay empowered because you deserve it. Absolutely. You deserve it. Beautiful, intelligent, we are powerful and everything that we bring to the table is of value and of worth. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's all to you. Yay. Well, thank yes. you, Enolio. Another great show. And just Another let's remind one. our listeners, like, subscribe, and share. If this was powerful for you, that means it's going to be powerful for someone else. Share it. Subscribe. So that every time we go live, you will be notified. If you need some support in your life and your process, feel free to contact me or Enolia. I am Danica Carruthers on every social media site. And Enolia, every social media site. Every social media site as Enolia.live, Enolia Empowers, Enolia, and that name is so not the unique. The, the, it's unique. So unique. <laughs> and we want Absolutely. everyone to join us. We're going to be back here January 20th, 2022, starting the new year off powering through the pain will be our topic. So please do join us. And again, share, share, share. Yes. See you next month. See you in 2022. See you next year. 2022. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye.